Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Long Ball Street podcast is back after a Christmas break, New Year break, and we're coming all over your faces again. Stick with that. Matt's idea. I like it. Okay. I mean, I like anything kind of sexual oh, innuendo. Said, yeah, you said bottom, didn't you? But what? You said coming up yeah, in your ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Matt's not here. So, I know, mate. So the baby. But, yeah. So yeah, we guess you need to f- uh, fill in people. <laughs> yeah. Another innuendo for you there. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Matt. Uh, well, everyone knew he was having a baby, but he's, he's had it. He had it. He didn't have it. No, he, he, Ty obviously uh, powered through. Yeah. On Christmas it. Day. Amazing. Little baby Jesus. Yeah. yeah, and they called it Jesus. No, no, no. It Jesus. Jesus. Uh, yeah, obviously, massive congratulations to Matt. Yeah. Obviously, he's got other commitments, and the podcast isn't up the top of those priority lists. But I think maybe, how do you feel about that? You okay I think that? he needs to sort his priorities out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this thing: babies are born every day. Yeah, one born every minute. Yeah, this podcast comes out once a week. Bridge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all we need is an hour of your time, Matt. Yeah, um, and yet here you are, James. I know a poor replacement. I know that. Um, but I'll try my best. Oh. Um, yeah, once again, Matt, congratulations, mate. The Long Ball Street. Long Ball Street. Yeah, congratulations. Remember, you can get us on the Long Ball Street YouTube channel and um, download us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe and and you get to listen to this every week. Lots of good comments. Lots of people talking about the Long Ball Street podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ricky, uh, my mate Ricky. (laughs) Your mate. (laughs) Fighting cock. Me mum. None of my mates. I haven't got the kind of mates that are really supportive. Like, say, well done, you're doing great. Yeah, they're not that kind of people. They're like... They'll they'll, they'll 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 drill down on the mistake I've made and yeah. tell me about that. That's right. what they will do. Or are they ever sort of passive aggressive with it? They go, are you still doing that long bullshit? No. Oh, are you? No, that, that kind I'm of still doing it. That's reserved to Lawrence. That kind of oh, passive right, aggressive yeah, insult driven stuff. And he listens to the pod, so it's yeah, it's fuck you, Lawrence. Yeah, I know. Much love, Lawrence. Love, love him a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, how's how QPR have been faring over the uh, the break? Because well, you got your hero back. We discussed this last time you were on. Did, yeah, yeah, we did. You lost six on the bounce. Yeah, soon after that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's been a tricky time for all QPR fans. Um, 
um, and it was a confusing time. Christmas was because I I want to be I don't know what to believe in if this guy doesn't sort it out because he's he's everything I want and everything I need. Yeah. Um, but it was starting to get to a point where like, come on now, please just get, <laughs> get a goal. You just got a goal for five games. I think something like that. But um, and yeah, I think it's, it would be quite a good thing to talk about. I guess at some point is the, the hope of January because. What there was two, we had two games over the busy Christmas period, as everyone has. Yeah, somehow, after not scoring a goal in five games, losing six in a row, we won. We robbed Wolves apparently <laughs> 20 shots they had. We had five, mm. uh, two one, and then three days later, two days later, wherever it's Ipswich beat them as well. And I think apparently they felt they should have won that one as well. So it does it just shows that it doesn't really matter how you're playing, does it? Like your whole happiness is it's, it's based on results. On. It's such a massive thing in football as well because you know you can. No one really looks at performances. They only see results. All the press headlines are written about the result and not the performance. Yeah. Um, and we we've been playing better football. You have been. The passing has been good. We we kept possession well. You can see him working uh, working a pattern of play within the team to get us up to the final third. But you've got shit players in the final third. Did you ever hear Danny Gabadon talking about? Yeah, and that really scared me. So Danny Gabadon said in on his podcast, hanging hanging up the boots. Mm. He's saying that when uh, he got Palace up, Holloway get, got Palace up, they were doing really well with uh, Doogie Friedman. Yeah. And basically their tactic was get the ball to Zaha. Yeah. Um, which made sense because he was class in that division. And then Holloway came in and wanted to play tick attacker stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Which is exactly the kind of stuff he was he is trying to do with us as well. Because he's not the same manager that he was with us the first time. The first time he was a manager for us, uh, it, was the, it was get the ball to the wide guys and then get get crosses in because he, he was good mates with Pulis mm. so I think he kind of built his initial ideas on it through that and also playing in League One back then when teams weren't really playing that much football mm. but now he wants to play loads of football and he, as much as we were often having more possession and control of games we weren't creating anything at all so yeah. it was getting pretty pretty scary and Gabadon said that they nearly didn't get up yeah. because of the ticker-tacker style that Holloway wanted to, to implement we're going to talk about egos because he, he, he mentioned about Holloway's ego being quite a big thing. That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? So we're going to talk about what, what makes a manager and why why would you do that job a bit later in the podcast. Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe revisit Holloway then. Mm. Um, but yeah, two wins and a bounce. We've got the FA Cup. We've won one game in 15 fucking years That's crazy. in the FA Cup. Yeah. But And this is it as well. It is how the attendances go up when you're doing well. Is Despite winning two games through robbery, it sounds like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm going to the FA Cup third round game, and we're only going to have about 4,000 there, which is awful, I know. But it's because of how bad our run has QPR been in the FA o- Cup. opening one side, isn't it? Yeah, which one. the QBR fans are fuming about. Why? Because I think they're undermining... That the thought is, is that it's... I guess it's slightly hypocritical, because, I mean, I haven't been to many uh, FA Cup third round games in the last few years because of our, because of our record. You do go... Oof. And you know, it's a bit extra money. Once you've bought your season ticket, then you, that's it. Yeah. Whereas this, I've got, I've got to spend more money. You know, I don't like spending money, Flav. I know. That's a big thing for me. So, yeah, uh, yeah they've. I guess for them, it, it saves money. If they're only going to get eight thousand, or then if you only have one side of it, yeah. at least you'll have a full half of the pitch. Spend money on some new trainers, though, didn't you? I didn't mind. I got them for Christmas, mate. Gazelles. Show. It's like. I feel you like know, you know the way gazelles to football, Northerners. Yeah, and hooligans. Yeah, or want to be hooligans. But they've become trendy a bit so as which well. Which one are you? Definitely not northern. Yeah. So. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. On the streets, Stanley. Well, you mate Stanley. Yeah. Mate. Slicing up people. Mate, I've. 
seen some stuff seen things done from stuff. a distance from a safe distance yeah. it's been mental when I bought when I bought these when I got these first thing I wanted to do was send the pictures to the whatsapp group because I knew uh, Chris and Paul and the Scouse lads would be, would be very proud of me for finally growing up and were they? Actually, it's a rite of passage buying some gazelles they were yeah I think they were I yeah. think do that I mean didn't reply still waiting on the reply but <laughs> I feel from yeah I could feel it I'll tell you who did have a good Christmas my team and you do you not know, I heard you saying this that Spurs are brilliant over Christmas we historically well in recent history under Pochettino and before that we, we, we have had a good Christmas pretty much since 2010 so uh, run us through those games quickly so what, every game of the last five no, years no 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 so, sorry sorry no, sorry I'm jumping ahead yeah. no, this Christmas so Watford S- spanked them yeah, did you have uh, Southampton before that no so, yes Southampton so we had four games Watford Southampton Chelsea There's, there was there was another home game I think I can't fucking remember who it was now it's just left my head but we've won five on the bounce five league games since um, since uh, since everything was a little bit doom and gloom around Tottenham it yeah. just shows you how much there how much there is around uh, with fans and, and, and how, how reactive they are. Well, let's go, let's go into this, man. Right, let's right. go into this, right? Yeah. So let's find out the truth about Spurs, okay? Because you know more than anyone else, generally, than on this subject, that's, yeah, then, in this building, yeah. in this room specifically right now. Right, yeah. Craig? Yeah. Craig? Craig knows all about Tottenham. Oh, he knows. He After knows this all about week. them. So, so, first of all, get your excitement out. Yeah. Are you buzzing about Spurs? We're going to win the league. We've beaten Chelsea. What's, yeah, what is, what's going through your head at the moment? Because so, you were we, skipping into work yesterday. We stopped, <laughs> we stopped Chelsea from doing the, the record-breaking 14th win, league win on the bounce. Uh, Tottenham are now going to break that record. We're going to take it from Arsenal. We're going to win 14 on the bounce. We've got tough games coming up. Liverpool, we've got, um, we've got Man City away, Liverpool away. Um, and then after that, our only real two difficult games are... Um, Man United at home them. and Arsenal at home, and all four of those, all four of those games we could we could win. I think Liverpool Liverpool is the away is the, probably the trickiest out of all of them. But so, yeah, we can we can. Like, why not? You, why not? I love it. I love it. Like we're, we're everyone's so full, fully aware that we literally just said it, didn't we? Like the narrative based on the results, mm. but you cannot help but getting sucked in to the excitement of it. But why wouldn't you? Why not? not? Want to? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I kind of I, I get things out of football that aren't based on the performances on the pitch, yeah. tactics and whatnot. Generally, not what I'm interested in. Uh, you know, I, I would still get the same kind of love of the game, just being with my family in the, in the pub beforehand before the game. That's what I love about football. Yeah, the, the kind of cultures around it is what I find interesting. Okay, but yeah, go on, go on, go, on, go, on, go. Five wins on the bounce. Yeah, just beating Chelsea. Honestly, Chelsea probably will still go into the league, but why can't Tottenham give it a go? Why and not? That, and, that, and that's the thing. Okay, right. That's your excite your excitement yeah, take, out take, a little bit. Take, take that hat off, off, please, for me. Yeah, but that's one side. Set fire to it. Set fire to it, and then eat it. Wash it down with hot cup of rules. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I heard that last week on the podcast. That was good. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions now. Yeah. And I want your neutral Spurs fan. That doesn't make sense. The neutral point of view yeah, from the knowledge the that you've got. Yeah. Okay. So let's find out the truth about Spurs. All right. And where they can go. So I haven't heard any of these questions. You haven't heard any of these questions. No. What have you been impressed with this season, both individually and as a whole, when it comes to Spurs? Uh, the most impressive thing is Pochettino's willingness to adapt to situations. Uh, his openness to try more than one tactic. Um, for so m- much of last year, we played a four-two-three-one, like everyone else, uh, which we occasionally adapted to a three, 
or free um, in certain instances, depending on the opposition. So for a long time, when building the squad at Tottenham and, he, and, and instilling his ideologies, he was accused of not having a plan A, a plan B. Mm. Um, but now he's got a, like a plan D. You know, really? it's his willingness to adapt. Um, there was also a risk last year of, and I had this nervousness in the same way that Leicester has suffered. You know, we were so close, and I think um, the, the psychological impact that that can have on a young team, Spurs are. Uh, I was a little bit conscious going into this season that we wouldn't, having had that disappointment, how easy we're going to best pick ourselves up. How are we going to? The technical term is bounce back ability. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How are we going to bounce back? Um, and you know, will you be able to, will the players be up for it again? Will we be up for another fight? Um, and yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I think that's evident. That, you know, individually, what you've been impressed with. Um, Wanyama. Uh, I, I wasn't excited by signing Wanyama. Um, you know, eleven million pounds. I think people were so excited about Dyer and and the season that he'd had yeah. that you couldn't see anyone else playing in that position. Yeah, he was good. He's the guy that was there. So. I didn't see Wanyama starting. He started every game. He exactly. played more minutes than anyone else. Wow. Um, statistically, he 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 plays. He's more adventurous than Dyer. Um, he makes more forward runs. He has more forward passes than Dyer. Um, and Dyer is one of my favourite players at Tottenham. So mm. it shows you the impact that, that, that Wanyama's had. And he does the dirty work. I know it's a cliche, and it's hard. It's kind of sometimes difficult to to look at players that do the dirty work and think, actually, you know, it's easier for me to look at Ali and see that he scored seven goals in, in four games, or Kane's work. You know, the game against Watford was the most complete. And this is again, it's not biased. I mean, he is a bit biased because I see more of Tottenham than any, any than anyone else. But I'm trying not to be. Um, but his performance against Watford, a poor Watford side, was almost complete. He's Range of passing is uh, he's, Kane. Yeah. See, I find the Kane thing. I think it, his stats suggest that he must be great, and you think he's, he's great. great, and I I trust that. Yeah. But every single time I've watched him, he's been crap, and well, not not even not even like oh I didn't really crap? fall for him. Mm. Crap. What do you mean? Crap? Hold up play. His hold up play. Every time I've watched him, he gets out muscled. He's got no real burst of pace for me. I think his movement is good, and I think he's smart. But he, he barely kept the ball against against Chelsea, against Man United. Is the other game I saw him recently. I didn't think he was great there. And he, he I think I look, feel like I know. Well, because obviously that was an impressive result against Chelsea. Hmm. I feel, watching that, I thought, who's who's the weak link? Kane was a weak link for me. No, and I, on, on complete opposite to that, he wasn't the weak link. He made he, he created the space that allowed uh, players like Ali and, and Eriksen to. To, to exploit that Chelsea back line um, admittedly he didn't do much on the ball mm. but he was selfless in his running yeah. and you've got to worry about him working hard I guess it's, it's, it is hard if you only see him in, in, in isolated moments the strongest part of his game is his finishing you know he's the best finisher I've seen at Tottenham for a long long time mm. since Lineker probably I think that's a difficult um, I found that with Charlie Austin as well because he'd he would. He just scored goals. Mm. He didn't really do much else. I, what so, I do, I'll show you against weaker teams. Harry Kane is is amazing against stronger teams where there, there's tactics involved in to, to to cancel him out of the game. Um, he 
he uh, he he struggles to have an impact on the game with the ball, yeah. admittedly. But you're you're going to get that against world class defenders or a world class defence as Chelsea's have. I mean, before that game, they're the best defence in the league now. Spurs do, but um, you know he's he, if he can't influence the game on the ball, he influences it off it, and it's really important. Mm. Um, and to say he's, he's when you've seen he's been crap, he's, he's crazy, man. It's weird. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him where he's like, wow, he's. Watch a little here. highlights package if you, if there's something on YouTube. I'm sure about of his game against Watford. Well, that, I mean, it was uh, incredible. Oh, right, Watford, right. Yeah. Okay, now get this right as well because I don't want an answer that's regarding last season. So this is the question: What scares you about what you have seen this season? Nothing. Not there is no. I feel more comfortable this season than I did last season. Last season, I had I kind of fooled myself into saying Tottenham have changed. Because I didn't really know they had, and at the end, you know, we we did capitulate. I think what Pochettino's doing, and and we did run out of steam at, at times towards the end of last season. We were playing that high press. We were pressing as hard as we possibly could, as uh, and as much of the time as we possibly could. This season, from what I've seen, and it's, you know, Pochettino's he's been a little bit more reserved in in when and where where to press, um, and then the certain games that we we kind of held off. Against Chelsea and Man City, you leave it all on the pitch. Against Watford, it was clear that after 30, 35 minutes, we didn't need to to win that game. Mm. So it's about keeping stuff in the tank. Um, I'm not really worried. So you don't see any weaknesses in? in, in yeah, no, 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 no. There are weak, weaknesses because I mean, it's those weaknesses that will, will stop you from winning the league. Yeah, we don't have we don't have we don't have the quality on the pitch that, that the teams in that top four do have. So do you mean do you mean quality? Or do you mean pedigree? Yeah. Yeah, so they're quality players, but in comparison to the, the the team that usually wins the league, there's world class players in there. Mm. And Tottenham are a co- cohesive working unit, but don't have that player that 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 will that will undoubtedly turn up every week. Um, the last five games, admittedly, Ali has been that you know scoring all those goals, but um, but but you need. I'm thinking when I th- when I'm talking like this, I'm thinking of, of someone like Aguero. I'm talking of like Hazard at Chelsea, uh, Hazard at Chelsea. Um, you know, we're we're doing we're, we're doing better than we should be based on our personnel. Yeah. Um, Ericsson has been in amazing form, but there are players out there that uh, that you could probably buy to replace him. As he playing now, I wouldn't replace him. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the way it is with football. But um, I I just think, and I think everybody would agree with that. Is if you look at the first eleven, if you compare it to the forwards, Erzo uh, and, and, and Alexis Sanchez. You know, you would say on paper most people would take them over Ali and Kane. Um, Man, Man, Man City, Aguero, David Silva, um, De Bruyne, all of those could be bigger names, aren't they? They're bigger yeah. names, you know, and, they, and and they've played in that in in the type of games where the pressure is intense and you have to perform. Um, but Spurs, uh, you know, it's the best team I've seen at Tottenham. Actually, it's the best squad and and. And, and an atmosphere and spirit that I've seen at Tottenham the okay. best 11 you know we've had best 11s in yeah. 2011 Bale, Modric Van der Vaart even uh, Adibayor in that season uh, just to say because obviously this one's, this one's going on uh, on YouTube but it'd be good, interesting to know what everyone else thinks about these exact same questions so what uh, what's impressed uh, you about Spurs this season individually and as a whole what scares you about uh, what you've seen this season as in what are the weaknesses of Spurs do you think that might stop them winning the league and then coming on to our third of four questions, and also would you yeah would you take Sanchez and Özil over uh, the Spurs well, front line? Probably would. Would you take your you asked me to take my unbiased hat off? 
Yeah, yeah, that's fine. My bias out of them. And that's what I do. I mean, yeah. So, you know, there are players out there. And look, if Spurs if Spurs had Ozil and Sanchez, we'd win the league. I, 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 would, I would put money on that. Mm. And my brother, actually, my brother's put money on Spurs winning the league where before the five five wins on the bounce. Really? What makes you think you can uh, win the league this year? As in, go that far with it? You might have a good season, but what do you think will will get you there? My uh, Is there yeah, a specific thing that will get you there. I think a, a, a world class number uh, number ten or, or a forward player would get us there. Defensively, we're fine. Okay, we're, we're sound. So um, I guess without, if you don't buy that kind of player, we're not, it's your defence that could get we're you there. We're not going to spend. Perhaps, yeah. Um, we're not going to spend sixty million pound in 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 the. Um, in the January transfer window on, on one player um, so you know it, it is the case of us just just consolidating working off the back of a, a, a staunch and very difficult to break down defence in midfield uh, and hopefully just continuing to bur bury our chances mm. like Ali has gone from being unclinical to being the most clinical player in the league at the moment Yeah. so I look honestly what I've said we're going to win the league we're probably oh, here again. This is my last question. Okay, what will stop you from winning the league? Well, again, yes, it's just it's just not having those those players you can rely on every week because they are that good, uh, rather than having to rely on a cohesive unit. Yeah, if you're, you're you're gambling on a lot of parts not going wrong, rather than having that one part you know is never going to go wrong. So um, yeah, I, I think realistically Tottenham will probably finish. Um, I think third or four, uh, third or second would be fucking brilliant season again and, and then we can really push on because I guess what's exciting for you and everyone's seen the pictures on Twitter of Pochettino in the exact same pose six times yeah. all these young guys who are, maybe don't have aren't, don't have the status of these big names at these other clubs they're still young and you've signed them up and they're there for a while now which is great yeah, so in the summer all you need is one or two guys who are going to take you to the next level and then it, you should then it gets to instead of like really really hoping for something mm. you get to a point where it's okay to expect to, to be top three yeah but that's a dangerous situation I'm not very sure dangerous. I ever want to get very to that stage dangerous. I don't want to expect victory and and, and that's and I think something that Tottenham, Tottenham uh, Arsenal suffer from you know is, is they expect so much and I don't want to expect I love being a Spurs fan at the moment like that game at White Hart Lane against Chelsea this week it wasn't just beating Chelsea there was there was it, it just the joy in the stadium yeah you know I, I was singing songs I, I don't even like with my like eyes closed arms to the, to, to the sky and it's that moment it's those moments that you live for as a football fan really mm. I think Miley Cyrus said it best and Craig will know this one it's the climb it's one of her big hits I don't know what that means and that was the truth was about Spurs <laughs> yeah I think that's where we are at the moment I think that's a fair assessment uh, but now I can put my hat on fuck everyone we're, we're going to win the league yeah we're fucking Tottenham I'll tell you what Come to White Hart Lane and see what happens. It's all I would <laughs> say to, out, to, to anyone. To anyone, come come to White Hart Lane, see what happens. You know, it, it's a difficult, difficult stadium to come to and win it. Yeah. What are we doing now? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, so 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 we go we go from Tottenham. We'll move from Tottenham to Talisman. To Talisman, nice, good work. Um, so there's been issues this week, hasn't there, about Alexis Sanchez? Um, you know, he displayed in that performance against. Bournemouth to be an absolutely world-class player. He dragged Arsenal through, but as a kind of caveat to that quality, uh, we saw him having a strop on the pitch. Um, you saw him gesturing towards Giroud as Giroud was doing his ill-advised Scorpion celebration when he equalised. Um, 
but uh, this isn't about Alexis Sanchez really it's, it's about kind of as a manager like what do you do where you've got you have a world class player but the impact that he's um, kind of ha having the tantrum might have on the chemistry what, what, what point do you think well their, their quality on the pitch is not worth as much as the disruption in the change room and what I should say is I'm not suggesting I'm not he's suggesting a bad egg I'm not suggesting yeah, he's a bad, yeah, yeah. bad egg or, or, or this is a Sanchez the only reason we're talking about it is because it's just an obvious yeah it's just most recent well I guess you've got so what you've got what we will the issue that we're going down the road that we're going down is that is of that player that is a problem player and as you say we're not saying that Sanchez is that but in a world of so much scrutiny mm. where where Sanchez kind of just taking his gloves off essentially or him like being no, bent yeah, yeah. him being bent down um, at the start of the second half um, and seeming a bit a bit sulky yeah. turns into into a, a meltdown um yeah, I mean, meltdowns, I mean, we did it on Talking Balls this week, we used the word meltdown uh, because people like clicking on that shit. Um, but it is representative to him having a meltdown at that, that, at that moment. Yeah. Um, there's also the added thing that, you know, he hasn't signed a new contract as well, which we're going to come on to shortly. Yeah. I, I just want to talk a bit about the, that. The difficulty is, is, sorry, the point I was trying to make is that we get to a point now where you watch games and when people talk to each other, players on the pitch talk to each other, they put their hand over their face. Sorry, that was... I've those listening, that. that was me putting my hand over my face. Have you not seen that? No. So literally, they're on the side. They're putting doing it again. They're doing it again. I'm not going to do it again. Um, <laughs> they put their hand over it so that it can't get picked up because they're so aware that there might be not just a camera, sort of a decent camera. There's, there's phone cameras everywhere, and it can be lip read and, and can be yeah. used against you. Yeah. So they're very nervous in that sense, and I guess we're kind of. You can't. You can't what? have emotion a little bit. You can't have. Yeah, frustration. I think the people, the part of the reason why people As react so much is, is is that obviously, I'm going to say it again, it's my favourite word, but football has become such an insipid business for footballers because they can't say anything out of turn. And if they show any emotion, it is going to get picked up and the storylines will be that Sanchez wants out, out of Arsenal when really what he actually did, he was fucking frustrated. Mm. He, they were getting spanked by Bournemouth. Something a lot of that I think was down to the the, the fact that they played football so regularly. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm I hate Arsene Wenger, but I understand he's he's because yeah. we, we played the day after they did, and we also played earlier in that weekend than they did as well. So yeah, I mean, it's common sense, isn't it? If like if 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 we've got to do two marathons in three in yeah, and I get one day's rest and you get four, you're gonna be able to do it better. Okay. I am gonna be able to do it better. Yeah. Um, so look, but 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 if you're Arsene Wenger, right? If you're Arsene Wenger here, and it's, let's say for a th that these the guys he hasn't signed a new contract, nor has Ozil, um, what do you do? Mm. Because how long do you wait before saying, okay, well, his quality is important to Arsenal, but this guy doesn't want to be here? I think Wenger's in the most awful position now, because so how do you alleviate this problem of? Um, of Sanchez, so because it's all everyone's talking about. Mm. Do you? And he is a crucial player. So the two ways you do it is you give him the contract he wants, or you get rid of him. And I, I, I've been listening to Alex Ferguson's audio book, and, and he was talking about how with Yapstam, um, with Roy Keane, as soon as his um, either his control or their influence within the dressing room is 
of their their presence is not helpful. Yeah. No player is bigger than the club, and if if you feel like they are, you haven't got a very solid club. Mm. So, if this was Fergie, I reckon Fergie would either the the, the way he would solve it would be one, give him the money he wants, because mm. that's another thing Fergie said that he you go it's all relative in terms of it's about comparative worth when you're talking about wages yeah. not many people can play football to that level so they deserve absolutely that yes. amount of money discussion. so that's, that relieves the pressure a little bit um, because you can just give him the money he wants and then that's the end of it and no one's talking about it because he signed a new contract mm. the other way is that he could just get rid of him and he's done that Fergie did that during his career yeah, yeah multiple times but yep, Wenger so Wenger's so hamstrung because it made it very clear that they won't Pay those kind of wages. He said that. He said that in the press. Yeah, I think they're they two hundred thousand a week. That's but if what, yeah, but oh really? Still, I mean, I guess that's still not enough, really, is it? But if they get rid of him, the fans will go ballistic. Like, I don't know how you can return from that. What? And they and Claude asked Van TV said, and I think it was actually a very good point. Is that Arsenal will be mid-table without Sanchez this season? I think it might be a little bit. Sanchez. I think it's a little bit, okay. but I'll tell you what, they'd be, they are, uh, they'd be, they'd be sixth, they'd be at the bottom of that, that pile of big clubs, absolutely, if they didn't have Sanchez. Yeah, way, yeah I, I, you're probably right there. So what do you do? Um, well, they haven't got a choice. If he doesn't sign a contract by, by, um, by, 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 by next summer, mm. then That's... they've got to sell him. And the issue is, is that they they're going to lose so much money within a year in a contract. The thing about Tottenham, what they've done so well, and this isn't, again, it's not Tottenham versus Arsenal thing. It's like Tottenham versus the rest of football because they've signed, they've got all of those people's uh, players' contracts signed up. So that, that's not saying they're going to stay forever. That's just saying if someone wants to come and buy them, it's fucking difficult. But that's a general rule of any football club now, that if you have a player why at I, that level, yeah. you can't let them get into under two years of their contract. Yeah, so why, so exactly. Way. And if they start to say, oh, it, it's clear that, they, they have different, that, that they've got designs elsewhere, and that might be difficult to say within two years at the end of the contract, then that's the point you sell them because that's where their value's at, their, at, at its highest. Yeah. But with, with um, they've they've they put themselves in such a, a difficult situation now. Yeah, they're, really they're screwed. I because they're... the problem is, is that Sanchez would cost you if he had four years left on his contract, eighty million pounds now, probably. That's what they could demand for him. Now he might they might have to sell him for forty. And what do they do with that forty million? That doesn't buy you an Alexis Sanchez. That buys you a fucking Musa Sissoko. Because there's so few decent strikers out there as well at the moment. Yeah. So I think they've got a big decision to make. What's more important, the the wage structure? Or, or or Sanchez and if Sanchez isn't they really should sell him in January because yeah. you're wasting your time because well, what mate, I know about the amount of money you'd lose if, imagine if, if they sold him in January they're saying goodbye to the top four probably aren't they quite possibly I mean at least it makes it a lot more difficult I don't think he does that I don't think he does that I, I think if he hasn't signed then you sell him in, 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 uh, in, in this summer for nothing though for nothing still, you, you, they've lost that point at which they're going to be able to demand 80 million that's gone been and gone last season last I think you've got to make a decision in life you should make a decision too early or too or too late mm. and for this one too late that is, is stupid in my opinion I think selling them now is stupid it's interesting yeah <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> I guess he, one thing with him is, if he, although he's a bit sulky, he is still the most tenacious player they've got by a mile. So he's, he's not sulking incredible. in terms of his work rate. The guys are amazing. Like in years gone by, there's been those players, haven't there? Yeah. That are like they offer something incredible, but they don't work that hard. Yeah. That's a difficult thing for a manager as well. It's like that's one thing that Wenger doesn't have out of a player who's trouble in terms of the the contract situation he's got right now. Yeah. He's not trouble in in a, any other sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas managers have to deal with that. A lot. We just we just had a question. Which is a question from uh, Devin Dawson, Devin underscore two uh, underscore twenty three. He says, "How crucial is Ozil to Arsenal with contracts uh, talks not blossoming? How concerned are you about losing him?" I mean, I'm. I don't, I'm <laughs> how, not, yeah, I'm how not concerned, concerned are you, Flav? And neither are you, your QPR. Um, I think if you're an Arsenal fan, you should be incredibly concerned because you shouldn't be. If you've got young to a point, well, players in their prime. Mm. And they're world-class players in their prime, and you're struggling to ha- hang on to them, then you aren't the club that you think you are, Arsenal. Mm. Because if you're expecting to win leagues and win Champions Leagues, if you're not building on these huge players that you've got, I just, you're wasting your Jim, time. I, I think have, have some self-respect. Have, 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 me, <laughs> <laughs> you've got plenty. Uh, have, as an Arsenal fan, as a Tottenham fan, QPR. You, no matter what you think, your club is bigger than any one of those footballers, and ultimately. By and large, none of those footballers give a shit about your football club. So it's about the amount of respect you have for the shirt that they wear. And if any of them are fucking you around, get them out. They're not good enough. I felt the same about Modric, about Bale. I would feel the same about any of the players at Spurs at the moment. None of them are more important to me than, than the badge on that, that, are, that they wear. 
And the question that you need... don't worry about it because if Ozil doesn't want him, then Arsenal will move on without him. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But the point the point is what you should be concerned about is is that with Spurs you've you've got those guys and signed them up and done it early. Mm. Arsenal have not done that. No, I know. And, I, I, what I know, they're, they're a in a situation where they're going to lose both of those players unless something yeah. ma- magic because it doesn't happens. become an issue if you don't, don't let it get that. But far. my point is, don't worry about any of that. Oh yeah, because absolutely. you've got your football club. But that's the thing is the difference between Arsenal fans and, and, and fans of most other clubs is that you know my love for Tottenham is deep rooted in tradition. Arsenal seems to be in what happens on the pitch all the time, and that's that's the yeah. issue. The one thing I would understand for Arsenal fans have a massive yearning to obviously for a league title. Mm. And they do have a squad that is better than squads they've had over the last few years. It's sort of it, the, the feeling was that it was coming to fruition, and this was a better squad than previous years. Mm. If you lose those two players, you're starting again, mm. and that can you can understand why, because that's what football is. It's just yearning essentially. Yeah. So if you it, and and the thing that gets you excited is the hope. And so if you're going back to an earlier stage of yearning, mm. then that's that's a bit of a shitter. Fair enough. All right. Um, let's. Uh, th- so there's because we're, we're talking about managers upstairs, weren't we? And and we kind of we're thinking about how how such a weird weird job. Like footballers, you get you want to be a footballer the minute the minute you get you. you uh, most boys want. Uh, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to play football. With Tottenham. That's what I want. That's what I want. Mm. No one goes. I want to grow up and be a football manager. Yeah. Like there, there might be some weirdos who do it, but 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 by and large, you play football, then you go into management. But then you think about what is football management and how uh, what a strange, it's bizarre man. It's the most ridiculous profession. Yeah. And uh, you, you, I think I've probably been guilty of it. Is that you? So now you've got Carragher, Skulls, Beckham, um, Ferdinand, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher. This whole the golden generation, mm. and none of them have the desire to be, be in management. Well, Gary Neville tried it. And got his arse handed to him. Yeah. In an impossible situation, we should say. I think he has hope. I think now, because of his experiences, he feels like he'd be better as a um, as a chief executive or a director of football. That's what I've read about him. Does he? Yeah. Um, but but that is that that's a shame. And but the reason it's a shame is because it's the it's the most bizarre job. Mm. Well, you, you look, look you look at what some like Frank de Boer, who got sacked at Inter Milan when they were third in the league. Yeah, you know, you um, was it after three months or something? Watford, Watford managers been swapped it in and out. So how that club is still in the Premier League, I don't know, and it's an amazing testament to whoever is the Fred that that, that kind of keeps that club together. Yeah, because um, yeah, that, that much upheaval should up, up, you know uproot a club like Watford, but it hasn't. What's difficult is that you've got teams like and clubs like um, Brentford who try and put they've put a, a, a sort of a theory and a philosophy across that um, it doesn't really matter it, it doesn't overly matter who the manager is because the process um, of how they they run their football club in terms of the, the data and the players that they bring in and things like that is never it's going to always be the same because they have the formula they believe that works mm. that gets the most out of a tiny club that, that is Brentford but that's still that isn't the same Absolutely everywhere, but the the scrutiny, the lack of security. Um, last year there was more um, managerial movements than than ever. There were seventy fifty six dismissals, um, which beat the previous record from fifty three. Uh, Eleven in the Premier League, eighteen in the Championship, fourteen in uh, League One, and thirteen in League Two. So you've got 
if you start the season as a manager for a team, you do your pre-season, all your planning, mm. you've got you've probably got less than a 50% chance of making it through the year. Which is actually counterproductive to the way football is. Uh, I think there's two things here. The one, one is that often managers need time in order for their ideas and, as you said, philosophies to become a reality inside a football club. Pochettino needs time. The first, I'm sorry to bring it all the way back to Tottenham, but it's kind of the only reference point I can really talk about with uh, complete authority. First season, yeah, we finished 56 points with a zero goal difference. That was that was Pochettino's first season. God, yeah, was it? Yeah, and well, kind of, yeah, no, it was. I'm pretty sure. It so was. what? And allowed then, him the time. We were coming. We had Tim Sherwood. We had a Tim Sherwood <laughs> as our manager before, right. and it was a fucking mess. Yeah, the guy, the guy was in. You know, he, you know, everyone knows what Tim Sherwood is, but you know, so he was given time because it was from a situation. And Levy's actually not the. He isn't as quick fire and gung ho. I think he made when he re- realizes he made bad appointments, he get rid of the manager quickly. But every manager he's brought in is kind of with this uh, uh, plan, and and, and Pochettino is, was. You know, he'd, it would have taken time for him to get shit right, and he has done. But I think what ha- what it is, I think it's reflective of society. Um, the fact that managers don't get time is that we, with social media, with um, uh, you know access to whatever we want all the time in terms of in- entertainment, football, we get to watch every game we want through an illegal stream. If you want to do it that way, there's so much football on site. We're used to getting everything we want. Yeah. And then suddenly our football, new managers come in and the football team ain't playing the way you want them to. And that, uh, it's, it's difficult for human beings yeah. en masse to just switch that, 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 that feeling of wanting everything all the time off. Um, and the problem is, is because social media is now so connected to football, everyone knows when you're unhappy. If, if a fan base is unhappy, you are on Twitter and, you, and you'll yeah, see Yeah, you, you know quicker, don't you? Yeah, and, that's and, another, and that filters into a club. That's another bizarre thing about being a, being a football manager is that you, so you have constant scrutiny from people who don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that's be that fans, yeah. be that the media who pick up on tiny little things. We're guilty of it right now. Sanchez having a stroll. Yeah, of course. You yeah. don't know, see, Sanchez might have just, he might have had this horrible day where he's just found out some awful news or whatever. Mm. Or he's like, someone might have, um, they might have done a joke in the tunnel and someone's, punched him in the stomach and he's a bit winded so he needed a moment to bend over and do that and and not just the fans though the board they don't really know what's going on and they're not really from a football background how many managers actually know but yet they go they get to go it wasn't working yeah when when do you know when it's not working I mean I would hope that a chairman would look at things statistically um, because emotion shouldn't should never be good you see chairman that rule their clubs with emotion um, and it's generally a joke you know Cellini, I've said that wrong. I can't remember his name. Leeds key, geezer. Yeah. Cellino, I think. Yeah. Uh, the guy at Villa, you know, on, on social media, you think that guy's uh, Gary Hart, or well, I can't remember his name. I might be I wrong. I struggled to chairman's names. Forget it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever it is, right? Is is that you, you see the way they interact with through social, and you you think this isn't the right person to be running the club. The sackings from your from your board can't be on emotion. They have to be on statistically. Mm. Statistically, we haven't improved over the last year and that's why you've got to go um, and, and, and there was a time when football was an emotional thing and you ruled by emotion and, and, and information wasn't as readily available but the fact is you have bundles of information about every game you can tell what player isn't working what player is you can see through um, uh, you know, performance of uh, year on year whether a manager's making any impact 
Um, you can see behind the scenes the relationships that the manager has, and that's where attacking the manager has with other people in in, in the company. And it's that that's the kind of place where you think, all right, we need to make a, we need to make a decision here to, to sack a player. So what is a fair manager. amount of time for a manager then? Because I guess depends where you're coming from, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Um, for example, you've got Gary Rowett, who'd been there, I think, it's two years, and where doing really well. Sorry, Birmingham City. No, no, it wasn't two years, was it? Yeah. Enough, yeah, well. and and it was doing brilliantly with them, and he gets sacked like that, and then you've got Pardew he had a couple of years, but then Hasselbank he was given a November to November, which is a really odd time as well. Wasn't so Rowett at Burton Albums before? Yeah, before that, yeah, yeah, that, well there well. that was crazy when when when, when Birmingham sacked him. So there are, there is there is some instances, but you, there, there may be a personal breakdown. So but just to go back to what you said, like really, because that was in, like, I wanted to talk about that quickly when. Fans don't know about managing a football team, but they're allowed to talk with authority like we do. I do it all the time. Like I know fuck all about Adele Ali or about what he can do and what he does off the ball. Pochettino get an in- interesting um, response to uh, why we switched to three-four-three against Chelsea, and he said it would be too difficult to explain. So what he meant, <laughs> I think what he meant That's was. It would be too difficult to explain in English because that, that that was my feeling from it. But let's just take it on face value. It would be too difficult for me to explain to you why we did that, right? That's the fucking arrogance and level that I want my manager to be able to, to, to understand the t- statistics and sorry the the uh, tactics yeah. in a game. I don't want to. I don't want to be able to understand it. If I can understand it, then it means I can do his job. But I guess with that, that comes. That adds to the whole pantomime of it is that a, a manager steps in and he's the messiah. Here he is yeah. to save us. Mm. Paul Clement comes in and I'm sure I'm sure no uh, yeah I'm sure that uh, no part of him was imagined ever starting in the director's box and then coming down in the second half and pointing his fingers around and changing it all. Mm. And he, he did it and it worked. And so today he's a messiah. Today, mm. like oh, he knows what he's doing. What kind of what kind of human being wants to, to be in that situation? It must be an ego thing, or, or is it they love the game so much and they don't want to leave? I think it's it's wanting to have influence, it's wanting to have impact, it's wanting to be the hero. Yeah. Like, and any manager says that it's not about that, and they sh- they shun all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because that's the difference between a head co- uh, a manager and a an assistant manager. Do you, know, do you know who I really like? And it's hard for me to like managers by and large a little bit of pain in the arse Allardyce is a bit of a pain in the arse isn't he and he's kind of wind up merchant Conte I, I, I wasn't expecting to like him because he's so animated on, on the side and that kind of irritates me managers that are overly animate on the uh, do you know what irritates me the, um, the fans who think that, that that means that's a bad thing he's not even you see him on the touchline he's just sitting there yeah. what's that going to do if you stand up and start waving your arms about yeah. I don't get that sorry well, it's just it's just another one of those kind of cliche oh. things that you could, uh, they, they, the, the players didn't show pride didn't yeah. show passion how do you know there's no leadership there's no leadership there yeah. it, these are things that are just thrown around because they're words they can attach to the frustration that they feel inside but they don't really mean anything mm. they're just you know but yeah you like he's quite I mean you would be quite rosy wouldn't you if you're if you're on the run that he's he's on, but yeah, no, he's, he's, he's so he's, he's, nuts he's, on the. He's pragmatic in defeat. Yeah, he's magnanimous is what I'm saying. His he's, interviews are a lot calmer than than I imagine. He just can't, you know. He's like when when another player, when another manager says can say to you, say, we were we were we were not the best the best team, or these are the reasons why. 
you know, it's. I'm not just saying Conte because he didn't just. He, he just seems to be. I don't know. I don't know what he is. I, I can't put it into words. I just like him. It's very easy to be mag- magnanimous and humble when you're five points clear as well. Yeah, time. that's fair. I point. would say that. Well, let's see where we are because the Pep's my turn to know. That's what to Mourinho and Pep. He's, yeah. he's been a bit of a knob. Yeah, he's not endeared himself to anything. No, his really. mask has slipped. He's said a few things and he's like, how, how intelligent are you? He properly he, hates English football. Yeah, so like, I'm saying like, in, in the most racist, I don't, I'm going to say I'm like a racist, but you don't like it, mate. You know, there's plenty of other leagues you can go and manage in. Yeah. Do you know what's, uh, an interesting thing that came up the other day, so I'm moving the subject on a little bit. If you take, if you apply the way people talk about their football clubs and apply it to race or, 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 or nationalism. Okay. It's really dodgy. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. Got too many foreigners in our team. Yeah. We should be letting the English players come through. Do you know what I mean? They they don't understand the culture. Yeah. That's what the BNP talk about, foreigners coming into into England. But it's okay because it's your team. Yeah, but you're still talking about actual people from other ethnic. Yeah, it's bad. I don't like you because you're because you're Chelsea. I'm pretty sure that Lamella gets racist, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. But I'm pretty sure Lamella gets stick at Tottenham more so than if he would if he was an English player. I don't know. I, I, that's my gut feeling. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Mm, I don't know. I just thought, thought I'd throw it out there. But yeah, Guardiola, just quickly, he, um, there's a really interesting Maybe interview with him. That's what I think I said. And the reason, no. No, because you're, no. She's <laughs> <laughs> not going down that road. No? There's that, no. Right. Um, there's a, Guardiola was saying that he came to, he's, his whole philosophy has been about pressing that first pass. Mm. And and he that worked in Spain, that worked in Germany, and then he was coming in. And he was hoping that philosophy obviously would work with Man City. Yeah. But what he's found is that, and this is a weird thing. I never thought I'd want long ball to survive. But what he was saying is that the first ball isn't. It's not important to press that first ball. It's important to press probably the second and the third ball. Yeah. Because they were pressing that first ball and then instead of like Spain where oh, we go back the right back and go back to the goalie and then the goalie play it through the little gap into that defensive midfielder mm. what, what we've got is it goes to Chris Brunt and Chris Brunt fucking wallops <laughs> it up to Rondon and, and with the ball in the air what that leads to is unpredictability chaos which is everything Guardiola hates he wants to control a game yeah. that's how he wants to win games by yeah. controlling them and when the ball's in the air then it's being controlled by things that don't fit he his philosophy. He can't Big fix. players yeah. who flick on the ball to an area. Yeah, I agree with and you. that's what that's why he's losing it the because it's ball. not fair. You're not playing the game the way I like it to be played. Yeah, and he needs to get over that. He needs to grow. But up. I think I was saying that I think he's the smartest manager. Yeah. in the world yeah. and I think he probably will figure out I think of course he will of course he will I, you know they're still in with a shout to win the league it just ain't going right for him um, yeah but it's just like fucking grow a dick <laughs> um, yeah, just get on with it um, alright so let's get some questions sent in podcast, oh, yeah. podcast questions pod questions first one big one big one Okay. It says uh, this is from Sam Peoples Peoples Person People, Peoples Person Limited <laughs> United Peoples Person bringing uh, people together being a part of Bull Street Network uh, what's your views on people scrunching toilet paper instead of folding it when you wipe your ass? I scrunch it. I don't know what. You scrunch it. Why would Why would anyone fold it? What, Craig? What were you about? Fold. Fold. Yeah, fold. Yeah, what fold. is it? Because you like neatness and stuff like that. Is that what it is, or is that the best? It gives you the best purchase. I just think it's efficient. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. I think so. You use less toilet paper. I I. No, I is that what it is? I, 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 well, mine's you know just so, well, if I scrunch it, it's, I, my fingers are furthest away from my arsehole. 
That's my. Is that where you're going with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like you're going for that distance. The cleanliness, of right? It. Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna wash your hands after, right? Yeah, but still, I don't want shit on my hands. <laughs> you're not having shit on your hands, are you? Well, what if you slip? It goes through. Your finger goes through. You like... wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want shit on my hands. I want to. I want to give at, myself at, a... at any stage. At any shit. stage, I want. What, how, how often do you get shit on your hands? No, you're... Not often. Not well, often. it sounds more often than me. I'm quite precise with mine. I'll be honest. What do you do? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> Why don't you want to tell me? Because I get destroyed. Well, how there. bad can it be? How can it bad can it be? It's just the, the process of wiping your ass is bad enough. How, what can you do? This you've got some weird little. Go on, tell me. I'm curious. I can't now. because everyone. I, I can't. Oh, see, I so I thought this was normal. What? Right. <laughs> I can't believe it. Go on. Right, I fold as well, like like Craig. Okay, that is fine. That's so far. <laughs> but I I. <laughs> I wipe with what part of your hand do you wipe with? <laughs> what was he talking about? My finger. I have it scrunched up, and that's I just wipe because I've scrunched up. What do you mean? What part of your hand? Um, I my thumb might be the main. <laughs> <laughs> so what? You wrap around? No, 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 no. Wrap it around. I like to get lots of layers, but then the the movement is with the thumb. <laughs> So you, you use your thumb to get into the crack. It's more efficient, what? is it not? Uh, There's nothing like... I don't know, mate. I it, don't know about that. It's I, just the, it's the smart... It's a more efficient way of pressure, putting pressure on the right bit that you're wiping. Um, I've never heard of that. I've never heard, I've never heard anyone do ever do that. Uh, but then this isn't a conversation I have often. I'm sure there are kind of small idiots and crances. Four small things people do. Wait, do you stand? So I, I no. See, this is what a weird one. Go I, on then. To get, so this is all right. So if you, if you, what we're doing now is a demonstration of how <laughs> oh our method of, of wiping our asses. Uh, so this is about how much toilet paper I would use. Yeah. And then that is that is bad for the environment. So that's a yeah, good but six there's, sheets. There's a massive. Right, there's a less two inches thing. away from my arsehole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very. So that's that's what I'm thinking. Right. What are we doing? Here? Show me yours. Go on our YouTube channel if you want to see this. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash bullshit. Just show me it. Is your, is your fiance going to be. She knows about it. We had that conversation. She that. And then you use the thumb. <laughs> no! <laughs> just, like just quickly. So that's, oh. Just quickly. Do, do you, are you a sit down wiper or do you stand up? Um, a forward lean. <laughs> <laughs> what, into your balls? Go into my balls. <laughs> You've all leaned into your massive balls. All right, uh, another question. Thanks for that, Sam Peoples. That's good stuff. Oh my God. Um, Mark Ellison, he asks, will Arsenal fans go into meltdown where uh, with Usumov's company sponsoring Everton's training? Yeah, I was right? supposed to talk about that now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Just move on. So, what was the question? Um, will Arsenal fans go into meltdown with Usumov's company sponsoring Everton's training ground? Um, uh, was that meltdown mean just taking your gloves off and throw yeah <laughs> I don't think they're going to meltdown I, I don't I, I can understand why they think well, why are you put is that money? allowed yeah to have isn't that a sort of conflict of interest I don't know I, I don't know. imagine that is it doesn't seem right that you can have but they're not going to be annoyed at that they're going to be annoyed at the fact that they're, why are you not spending money on players for Arsenal and why are you spending money on Everton I think it's common for, for, for businesses to earn it's not you aren't a controlling partner. You're just sponsoring another ground. It still not. sounds a bit shifty to me. Well, I don't know. That's my answer. <laughs> sounds a bit shifty. If you was an Arsenal fan, would you be pissed off? 
Uh, I'd be wary. But there's nothing you can do, so get on with it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think they're going to melt down, really. I think they'll be a bit miffed. Uh, MK, the MK21 says, why is Flav such a cunt? Um, it's actually, it, the bulk of it is an act. What is You're it? not actually that. Do you think I behave like one, even in the act? I think there's, there's you um, look for a reaction at times, because it's fun for you. It but uh, off, off camera, he's a lovely man. And generally, on camera, you're a lovely man as well. Mm. You just... I if you're an I'm Arsenal fan, I'd some imagine research that into do. you, MK, and see what you're all about. You haven't footballs first, life second. That's immature, silly, really, isn't it? See, um, there, there you go. There's the counterpoint. Well, and he hasn't updated his. You're the opposite of that. His Twitter. Your yeah, life first, football exactly. second. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean, I, I don't think I'm a cunt, but um, I, I can understand why I do irritate people, but I don't give a shit. Um, all right. So, what other thing? Anything else? Everyone is irritating to someone. Um. Yeah. That's true. Apart from Ben Shepherd, who's just brilliant, great what he does. Isn't that right, Craig? All right, look, I, I kind of lost it there, so um, I, I'm, that's the end. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that really is the end. That's incredible. Well, hang on, there are there are some more if you watch. Should we want? Go on, give us one more. So look, we don't if, end like if, that. if you feel like, <laughs> if you feel like you've had enough, then just switch off. Don't have to watch anymore. Subscribe first. Stop doing that. I don't think I'm a new philosophy of Bull Street. No more begging for subscribers. I'm not begging. I'm just asking you to if you enjoy it, do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Subscribe to uh, to, to, to Long Bull Street podcast. podcast. Um, why am I struggling to find our own tweets here? Notifications. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. So um, one more question. Uh, Callum Randall. Godspeed. We've moved on from Bull Street, but we still we miss you. Mm. Chin, you've been doing some work now, Callum. Yeah. New job. Well, it's kind of lunchtime. 80,000 80, a week to play for your club or 250k a week to play in the Chinese Super League? What'd you do? Uh, yeah, 80. 20k a week. Yeah. Rather than. That's what I was thinking. That's probably not the best. You need, with these kind of questions, you need to negotiate them. 250k now in China or. 400 quid a was week. That, was that just your going down technique? <laughs> we got so far, didn't we? How many minutes did we get in before we did one of them? Did you see it, Craig? 54. 54 minutes we made it. Now you're doing one of those things. I bet that's actually, I think that quite well. I, could, I might try that. I don't think that's an enjoyable sound for her to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, what about more about, uh, so you get 800 quid a month or 250k? I just quit a month. I've got to live on that. Not for my. What would I do after my career? After you get free flat, we we'll give you free average flat. <laughs> so like you got to negotiate. An average flat. And, uh, no, I'll fucking go to the Chinese Super League. Is you? Yeah. What about the money? For eight hundred pounds a month. Eighty grand a week. I'm still going to China for two fifty. Yeah, but really. You about that? Yeah. yeah. Spot the Chelsea fan. All about that money. Yeah. All about that cash. You got a short career to make as much money as possible. 80k is fine. You can live off that if you're that sensible. That is true. Very pragmatic. Craig no, says he's got a short career. I don't know if people can't hear it. You got a short career to make as much money as possible. It's best you can't hear him if you're making <laughs> shit like that. Um, uh, last question. Joseph Barker. Joe underscore Barker. 1988. He says, "What do you think about players getting a yellow card for celebrating with fans?" Obviously, Deli Ali dived into the supporters mm. um, for the goal, the, the first goal he scored against Chelsea. But, Complete nonsense. I, that is a pet hate of mine. It I did. absolutely hate it. It's mad. 
Yeah. Don't go, obviously, don't go. If you go to the away fans, start having a rug because you scored. Yeah, that's mad. But no one would do that. No. Going to have uh, a bit of fun with your fans. We should have done some research because why? What is it? What is it about? Why do you get? Why do you get? It's a not safe, board? is it? Apparently, or you're inciting the crowd. That's the one they use, isn't it? Bollocks. Inciting suggests that it's a negative reaction from a fan. I mean, what? Why would? A well, they so they did it with both, didn't they? They said going into the crowd, but also lifting. Are you allowed to lift? Are you allowed to lift your shirt? No, you not over your head. Or no, you can't lift it over your head in case it displays a sponsor or something. Yeah, well, that's bollocks. Well, that was so much more fun when you had Ravinelli and all that lot, and they were all writing all sorts. It was great. Yeah, as long as it's not like a brand deal. What would you? What would, what would you? John Terry does the opposite. Just FYI. Speak up, Craig. Yeah. What? John Terry does the opposite. Opposite what? Puts his kit on. Yeah. yeah. When he celebrates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good. Oh fucking hell, Craig. Stop. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's your. Now your place. Yeah. Fucking hell. No, I want him to be involved. Just not come out with shit like that. What? Uh, um. What would you have on? What would you have on if you had to write a message? Uh, what, what, what message would you have if you score? Score a goal, lift it up, putting you on the spot here. Uh, what's the saying? You just scored a goal for QPR. What would you have written on your... You lift your shirt up to get books. What what message would you have? I would like... I don't know. I'd like... I, I love dick. <laughs> just to, just to fuck face. with people's heads. I knew it was so crap. <laughs> then what do you mean? I love dick. And everyone's like, what do you mean you love dick? I fucking love it. You'd be sponsored by some company called Dick. Nah. And just, just, nah, it'd just be a no. statement. Fuck with people's heads. Okay. Live outside the box, I'd say. I'd have. If you book me, one small child dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's a threat, though. <laughs> don't know where. Don't know when. One of them's getting it. I'd be like, I'd be like, I can't, I can't come into the crowd. So, come over here because <laughs> I won't get booked for that, and you'll just be put back in your seat, and it'll be fine. Doesn't Go. Oh. Are you gonna read all of that? Yeah. Okay. Alright, this has been the Long Ball Street Podcast. It's been it hasn't been a long one, it's been under an hour, I think, which is good. It's about optimum optimum time is for a good? podcast, I think. A lot so of football chat though. A lot of football chat. Yeah, I hope that doesn't upset anybody. Um remember to subscribe. You can find us on the Long Ball Street Maybe. channel. <laughs> uh find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the segment about Tottenham. If you want to watch us talking about that, then you can do that on the uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh send your questions in, hashtag podcast questions. And um, no one wanted the, the, the OG shirt, the Ball Street OG shirt, so um, yeah. it wasn't a great gift, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Have you enjoyed yourself, James? I have enjoyed myself. Did it felt a bit like work. Did it? No. Yeah, right. It's nice to have a natter. Not, not we, we do talk, but sort of intermittently. It was yeah. like a, it was like an, uh, an exercise session in talking. It's mainly it's essentially what a podcast is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every conversation hasn't started with porn. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see if next week if you did, because um, everyone knows that you want to put a sexual innuendo into most sentences. I don't want to; it just falls out. I don't. It's I wonder not... if we could. I wonder if you, there was a ban. We did a ban at the start of the podcast, hmm. and if we could, if how you would cope with that. So you're saying we like you're definitely going to be on next week. Well, uh, well Matt, it depends how long Matt's away, isn't it? I'm saying we as a collective, Wall Street. Mm. See what happens. Okay, I'm watching you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> see, you, see you at the back post. See you at the far post, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry, Matt. Long. <laughs>
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.